we are recording. It is, I'm afraid to disappoint everyone. It's just me and the Janet Anscombe. We don't have any guests. Maybe we don't have any more friends left. <laughs> oh, they've all gone somewhere for Easter. They've all because gone somewhere. Are they allowed? Are they allowed going yeah. anywhere for Easter? Within certain parameters. I think we're all allowed to step outside our door, but not much else at the moment, I think. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Happy Easter week. Happy Easter week. Hello, everybody, and happy Easter week. And um, let's gallop straight into things, Janet, because it's not just Easter week, but it is the week in which the oft spoke of, heralded stroke dreaded end of the first 90 day period for non-British, well, no, for British non-residents comes into effect. So it might be a week of panic for some people. I, I think that... It certainly will be for some because we have, we've all known from the off that third country nationals are um, only allowed in the whole of the Schengen area, which includes Spain, which includes the Canaries, therefore, for up to 90 days without a visa. And British nationals are now third country nationals. And we have a disproportionate number, I imagine, of British nationals who come here for a holiday, who come here for more than the normal holiday period. So they come for sometimes four or five months and that was always going to stop. The problem was that with the transition period ending at the end of 2020, some people were already in Tenerife having come as they often do, end of October or early November. Their deadline, their clock started counting at the end of the transition period. So 1st of January and their deadline therefore for leaving is Wednesday, the day after tomorrow. Now, yeah. again, as you said, it's, so if you arrived here in October, um, it will be counted from the 1st of January. If you arrived on the 1st of February, you will have had your passport stamped. So it will be counted from the 1st of February. So the okay. 90 days will apply to anybody who, who arrived on, the, for, on or before January 1st. Is that right? That is absolutely right. You have 90 days from the 1st of January you have 90 days if you are coming here as a temporary visitor. Okay. That means if you came after the 1st of January, you've got 90 days from whatever day you came. And if you came before the 1st of January, you still have 90 days from the 1st of January itself, because that's when the clock okay. started. And if you are in a different category, then you must either be registering as a resident or arranging a visa before you leave your country to come okay. to Spain. You can't do that when you're in Spain. You have to do it before you leave. Okay. Right. For anybody who has followed our Canary casts religiously, the next five minutes might be really boring because I think we need to repeat some information, Janet. Um, so either you know, make yourself a cup of tea and come back or something. Um, <laughs> but please don't leave unless you have to. Um, because we've spoken to the British consul, we've spoken to the British vice consul, that's Charmaine, we've spoken to Helen, about what might be reasons for being allowed to stay beyond your 90 days. So first of all, let's let's kind of go over what those reasons might be, what they won't be, and also how you would ask for that permission, Janet. So first of all, it's not a simple reason won't suffice, not something like um, I'm enjoying myself and I'm, I want to stay for next month of holidays. No, that's not a good reason. Or uh, the sun is actually really helping my, my eczema. I'm afraid unless it's an urgent medical reason, 
I don't believe now I'm just me, Cleo, Cleo blog from down the road. Um, but I am being led to believe that would not be a good reason. Can you think of what might be a good reason? What might be a reason that the authorities would say, all right, we'll extend your stay? Yeah, you're on your way to the airport to leave and you fall off your motorbike and you okay. lose an arm and a leg. I think under those circumstances, they would say, okay, well, you can go to hospital. And I, I know that might sound frivolous and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone who has had a motorbike accident, but it, it is that sort of level of gravity. Okay. I was, told, I was told by one police officer that um, if your leg's falling off, I mean, this is where my example comes from. Mm -hmm. If your leg's falling off, we won't ask you to climb the stairs to the airplane to leave. Okay. It was that level of severity. It has to be a medical, severe, well, their words were severe medical emergency. Okay. So could it also be, for instance, my... 90 year old mother has cancer she's at home and i am her only carer might might that fall into a a possible category where they would possibly allow you to extend it if you say had all the accompanying medical data i, I would have thought so the, the problem we immediately pitch headlong into is that nobody bar nobody can tell us exactly how to get permission to stay on beyond the 90 days. Yeah, yeah. We know that it must be for emphatic, decisive reasons, like there are no flights, and yet we know there are flights. So that's and people true. who say there aren't flights to my destination, that won't work had, because you can get a flight to Madrid or Barcelona and fly on. Yeah, I've, ha I've had the sorts of inquiries um, that are out there are, I can get a flight back to Manchester and Birmingham, but we live in Kent, and so we want to fly to Stansted or Gatwick, and we can't get a flight. We, and you know, if we go to um, if we go to Manchester or Birmingham, we can't get a connection down to Kent. I'm afraid Spain's attitude to that is tough, because we're only concerned with getting you out of Spain, and you can get to Manchester and Birmingham okay. if necessary. There will be ways, even if it means hiring a car or getting a taxi, I mean, there will be ways of getting from Birmingham to Kent. Yeah. So this, this is not a matter for Spain. So the there are no flights is not true. There are no flights that are convenient is irrelevant. Um, we feel safer here. We don't want to go back. We know that the UK has had over 150,000 deaths now, and we feel far safer here. And we've got, you know, conditions of that, that classify us as vulnerable, can we stay? No, because there's no medical emergency. Mm. So none of these routine reasons, more convenient, no flights, um, feel safer here. But, you know, we came when it was legal, they can't chuck us out now. Well, yeah, actually they can, because this is a known situation. That's what I was or... going to come to. I mean, the, I didn't realize it doesn't wash anymore because long before the end of 2020, it was made perfectly clear that this would be one of the side effects, conditions of, of leaving the European Union, as agreed exactly. by the withdrawal agreement. Um, this, but this is something people have to remember and take into account. This is not Spain doing anything to Brits. It is not even the EU doing anything to Brits. The, UK chose to become a third country by leaving the European Union. 
absolutely fine, totally legitimate um, decision to make. And having done that, it was done in the full knowledge, or should have been, of the rules that would apply to the UK as a third country. And we have to assume that people did their research and knew the rules that would be imposed on them if they were no longer to be EU nationals. Okay. One of these rules is that you can only stay in the Schengen area for 90 days. That's always been known. What they're not going to do, they're not going to come around knocking on doors. We're not going to have a sort of no, uh, type. A, a night of the long knives, yeah. They're not going no, to round people have... up and put them on, on buses and take them screaming yeah. to the airport. It, that, that's not going to happen. But um, what certainly is going to happen is that people leaving the country, they are almost certainly going to get their passports stamped when they leave. Spain is saying that anybody who leaves after this deadline is not instantly going to be put on the naughty step. You're not going to be barred mm. from coming back into the country. You know, it's just not going to happen. We're going to play this with sort of kid gloves because we don't yeah. want to. We don't want to blow up the whole relationship with the UK bilaterally or through the EU. But we all know, don't we, of the little person who's sitting in their kiosk who's pissed off for the day because they've had to come into work and you know the big police chief is saying don't worry you won't be prevented from coming in but if the guy on the desk sees your passport stamped and you went over the 90 days I'm not saying I guarantee no one's ever going to give you a problem because it is possible there will be a problem in the future if our passports are being stamped I, I think that's it. I mean, I think the key words there are in the future. I, I have also heard from somebody here who's spoken to the National Police that their attitude for now, as we come to the end of the first 90 day period, the attitude for now is one of flexibility and understanding and no blind eyes, but, you know, that they will accept that people are coming to terms with changes, perhaps having some difficulty. But all that being said, on the understanding that the, that same person is working to change the situation, working to actually exactly. follow the rules, possibly a bit later than they should, or or is is now looking to change their status from one of visitor to one of resident, which is kind of an, you know the next thing we need to talk about, really. Yes, that's right. I mean, they, they are going to play this with kid gloves, but if they, for example, and come across somebody in the course of their duties who he says oh yeah well I, I'm going next week and we're flying next week and I've got my ticket already booked and we're leaving we know we have to leave we're only two days over and the police see them a month or two later in the course of their duty they're going to say something along the lines of I thought you said you were mm. going yeah and <laughs> these are the people who and I but think play that, it straight you know, and play it honest with these guys yeah honest and straight you know the country voted for this whether you whether you agree with brexit or not whether you think brexit was the, a legitimate vote or not the country voted for it the country's yeah. got it this is where we are let's make the best of it and we don't make the best of it by mucking up our own lives by trying to get around rules that really don't have a workaround anymore okay before we get on to people who are trying to come in on holidays which is you know possibly slightly lighter news can I also just ask if you have also heard, because I have heard unofficially, that there will be a push by 
the Spanish government, as far as I'm aware, to get British residents to have changed from their green paper or card to the TIE card by the middle of this year, by June, July. Have you been hearing similar things? And again, I'm saying this is, I'm now playing the role of the guy in the pub, but I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying I have heard this from a source who heard it from a source. Yes, I've heard the same thing. And my sources are, I would say mid-level bureaucratic. Okay. Um, so Spanish government side. As are, mine. As are mine. So that, that sort of gives you the idea. These are people who generally have a good idea of what's happening and what, which way the wind is blowing, um, but can be wrong and can pick up wrong signals. So there is absolutely no guarantee. But the word I'm getting is that, yeah, okay, so we go with the withdrawal agreement for the time being. And there is certainly a rule in place that you can change to the tier from the register if you want to, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And yet, we'll go with that now until maybe midway through the year. And once everybody is in and we've got the new system, I think this is the key. They want the new system up and running for the new tier registrations. It once makes got, their life easier too, Janet. Of course it does. Once they've got that, they don't want to be working with two or three different systems and documents. Then there will be a real push to not force because they can't force under the terms of the withdrawal agreement but they can certainly what the uk would call make it a hostile environment for okay. for those who haven't done it and we've we are already seeing some early signs of a hostile environment for people who have a registro they're perfectly legal and they've got all the documents that are required by Spain and the EU for their legal residence in the country. And yet in some places they're being refused because you're not in the EU anymore and you've got a register, which is an EU document, you should have a tier. And you can tell these little bureaucrats until you're blue in the face that under the withdrawal agreement, you are not required to exchange, it's an option. All I can say is that this is not just happening in Spain. I know of cases where it's happening in Germany as well. Okay, okay. And in France, there are different problems because they didn't have a registration system to begin with, and that is causing its own whole right. problem. And Italy, there are problems there that are better not gone into right now. They are really <laughs> struggling. But, um, can, I, can I point out one thing to people as well? Because if you remember, <laughs> I asked people to send examples of problems with the Adeche office to the focus yes. group. Now, one yes. slight area of perhaps not so much confusion, but maybe the information isn't out there. There are certain things that you are entitled to if you have been a resident of Spain of Tenerife, of the Canary Islands, for over t- five years, because you are then permanente, either on your green paper or now on your new TIE. If you have the new TIE and it says permanente, you are entitled to a travel discount. If you have not been here for five years, but only three years, and your TIE is temporary, you're not. So just before people, that is actually one of the new conditions that there are certain things you will not be entitled to if you haven't been living here for more than five years. And again, that was something when Rajoy was prime minister, I remember being talked about. So we're talking about just after, like a year after the Brexit vote, that kind of five-year rule was that if you had been in Spain for five years or more, you would continue to be treated like EU citizens. And that kind of hasn't changed so much. So people do need to be aware of that, that if they have the new TIE card, but it's only they've only been here for three years, 
most of their rights are guaranteed, but perhaps not all of them. Yes, the, there are certain rights that- Or benefits maybe well, more than rights, I think. Yeah, they're protected by the majority agreement. <clears throat> but the EU has always been quite clear that third country nationals have rights to things like discounts on travel because they live in, in a peripheral area like the Canaries or the Azores in Portugal's case. Yeah. Um, but they're only entitled to that if they're third country nationals after they have permanentia, and that is an EU standard. Yeah. So again, we have to stress because I'm, ge I'm getting increasing pushback from people saying, why is Spain doing this? Why is Spain being awkward? Why is Spain introducing this rule? To be quite clear and emphatic, there are no new rules. There are old rules that always apply to everybody outside the EU, and that's where the UK has now chosen to put itself. So these are old rules that the UK has adopted. These okay. are not new rules that anyone's imposed on them. Just to be clear Certainly, about that. Nothing, nothing the Spain. I think it's vital that we say this because I'm getting an increasing amount of annoyance from people, people annoyed at what they perceive are Spanish obstructiveness and difficulties and punishment and revenge. And it's, we have to make, we have to make it a statement that we can sort of memorize like a little, yeah. like a little phrase we can memorize, you know, the UK chose these rules that were always there. Spain exactly. has imposed no rules, the UK chose old rules. Okay, right, um, galloping on. It's my word of the day, obviously, we're galloping through things. Um, people from Britain, from tomorrow, because of a change in the rules back in the UK, and some of the rules here, can now begin to come here on holidays. That is correct, am I right? They are allowed out of the UK. They are not allowed out of the UK for holidays. Okay, so that's a clarification. Thank you. Yeah, the UK. Well, we we are all experienced now <clears throat> enough to know that we say one thing and it might be disproven tomorrow. But <laughs> what the UK what the UK is saying today and yesterday is uh, people can now. You know, it's it's Happy Monday. Apparently, you can go to the pub and you can swim and play golf and what have you and get together with people in the UK and you can leave the UK for foreign travel but not for holidays they're saying if you're going on holiday you have to make a declaration and if you lie or don't do the declaration you can be fined up to five thousand pounds okay. and one of the things you are not allowed to go away for is a foreign holiday the problem is they have included what has been called the Stanley Johnson clause because Stanley Johnson is obviously Boris Johnson's father and he went off to Greece um, last year to prepare a house for rental I think or might have been sale I think it was in Crete and he went off to prepare oh, this property. For I was going to be rude and ask if he was installing a pole but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but he was roundly condemned for it and, and it was clarified that no, he was allowed to go for that particular reason because it was a situation of need and you had to go and prepare properly. And it was widely thought of as a wheeze to get around the rules. And now there's a clause in UK 
regulations, which has been called the Stanley Johnson Clause, because it allows people out of the country to, um, to go and prepare a property for the summer season or for oh, sale nice. or whatever. Unfortunately, Spain won't let people in for that reason. The fact that UK, this is, I, I'm struggling a little bit. I openly admit I'm struggling with why people are having difficulty with this. You can, go, you can leave one country, but the fact that UK leaves you out doesn't mean that another country is bound to let you in. They are two separate even more so now than before. Yeah, I mean, they're both sovereign countries, and that's the word, that's the buzzword, isn't it? Sovereign. Yeah. And Spain can pass its own laws just like the UK can. And the UK might say you can go and view properties if you want to, but Spain is most categorically saying that if you, even if you have a letter from an estate agent saying you have an appointment set up to view property, that is not sufficient reason to enter Spain. The reasons one can enter Spain in the bulletin. Bulletin de Estado, the, we all know the BOC, the Bulletin de Canarias, it, it, it's the, basically the, the state bulletin where all the legislation is posted. And there's a national one as well as a Canarian one, and the national one is called the Bulletin de Estado. And this morning they have confirmed that the regulations that determine what, whether someone can come into the country or not, which set in place in July last year, have been extended until the end of next month now and for people to enter Spain there is a set number of reasons from outside of the EU this is the this is the crux of course because from within the EU there are no restrictions of the sort but people from outside the EU like British nationals um, or Americans or Canadians they can only come in if they're returning home or if they've got essential work reasons or there are what they call force majeure Okay, so that would be overwhelming imperative need or to go and look after someone who's desperately ill, all evidenced or needing proof. And I'm afraid that people are reading and I've had them emailing me, the UK is letting us out to, um, we can come next week, can't we? Because the UK says we can come and look at property. Well, no, you can't, but the law says we can. Yeah, British law says you can, but Spanish law says you can't. So keep so so just bear that in mind if you are listening to us from abroad and if you're thinking of booking our holidays here do double check that the Spanish law the Spanish authorities will allow you to come in yeah and at the be, moment you can't come outside of the EU until okay. the end of April earliest but to if you are here though Janet and this is where maybe we'll we'll round up today um, we're coming up to, it's Easter holidays, schools are on Easter holidays now, all public schools are off for this week. Um, now, obviously, there is not, as we mentioned in our previous editions, there are not the kind of on-street processions and events that we would normally be seeing uh, this Easter, especially, well, for me, especially in Adeje, because the Good Friday La Pasión, which is this two-hour street theatre that happens on the Calle Grande, is now it is a kind of one of mentioned as one of the national it is a national reference now for Easter week not just locally um but what we are doing this is where I adopt my Adeche hat and say we <laughs> what we are doing is uh going we're rebroadcasting the 2017 edition of La Pasión so it's going to be on here in the Canary Islands it's going to be on 
television on Mirami TV, on Channel 4, Channel 10, and 13 TV nationally, but also on the town hall, well, in Spanish, on the Ayuntamiento de Adeje Facebook page, but also a work, a labor of love. It is going to be subtitled in English and broadcast on the Adeje Town Hall Facebook page. Um, I'm halfway through it, guys, so hopefully I'll have it finished by Friday. But I'm delighted because this is something I felt we should have done before. Because um, while people know the story of the, 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 you know, the passion and crucifixion of Jesus Christ, um, the words are slightly different. It, it has been rewritten by a theatrical crew here. There's original music and songs. There's an introduction which is given by the parish priest. Now all that is being subtitled. So I, you know, hopefully people will enjoy it and will follow it. It will be a broadcast from midday on Good Friday. That is wonderful. It's on a wide range of um, platforms as well, as you say, the, the council social media. So there'll be links on Twitter as well as Facebook. There will. There will. And there will. it'll be, you know, anybody who gets the link should be feel free to spread it around. Because Please more, do. Because this is this is loved internationally i mean you you said it's a national marker i i call this international everybody knows about it yeah. like he's passionate now and it started um, from nothing i mean it really did start with a small group of people who wanted to do it and it has grown over the years and now about 300 people take part every year well not last year not this year but 95 percent of those are from residents of adeje so you know i think i want to maybe i'll do it next year if if it's on, if we're actually back on the street, I'd love to take part in it. And there are core, there's maybe three or four professional actors. And I think mo mo as far as I'm aware, most of them do it for free. Um, but some of the main roles are taken by people who work for the council. Mary Magdalene is, I know Aguilar, she works in the Department of Youth. Um, Mary, the mother of Jesus is Anna Onieda, who is a secretary in the Department of Culture. Jesus, our, our Jesus is now the counselor for the elderly. So these are all people who work and live in the town and they put on this when you and Laura Marrero, who's the director, just brings such vision to the project that uh, it's a privilege to see it every year. I think it is. And when you think of the quality of the acting, particularly Jesus and Mary, I think, because the physical stamina needed for that and, and, the, and the emotional strength needed to play that part. And... You, like you say, not a, a counsellor for the elderly, not a professional actor. Yeah, he's from Armenimi and, you know, and he, it, he's done it now for quite a few years and he's just absolutely. very involved. Yeah, absolutely incredible, the performance. And I think it is very sad this year because last year, okay, it was all, all new and we thought it was only going to be one year, probably, that everything would be back. We were still talking about recovering the summer tourism season this time last year. And here we are, you know, another Easter gone up in smoke and we have to hope this will be the last one, but we can't, yeah. we can't know. It's, it, it's very sad because Easter, as we've said before, it's a huge thing in Spain. And so many things take place throughout this week. It's not just as in the UK, to some extent, it's just Good Friday and oh. Easter Sunday, Easter Monday bank holiday, isn't it, in the UK? Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole Semana Santa. It's a whole week. And in fact, it, 
it begins on Palm Sunday. So it's like eight exactly. days of events. It began yesterday. Um, Domingo de Ramos, I think they yeah, called yeah, it. Yeah, Palm, Palm Sunday, Sunday yesterday. Um, and that started, obviously, that was yesterday. And so everywhere you look at the moment, Gear de Zora is putting up posters of previous years, Pascua Florida displays, because they have these wonderful street displays of flowers. And Lara Tava, well, that's the main bishopric yeah. of Tenerife with La Laguna, and both of them have cancelled their processions in the street this year. And these are hugely meaningful for people in a way that Brits could perhaps only appreciate through the lens of Christmas. I mean, it's it's that sort of... It is, and it, but, and it is very special. And, but again, again, I will boast about Adeche. I mean, if you are in the borough at all, you will see now this year on the side in front of every single church in the borough, they have, they have taken some of the professional photographs from the last few years of La Passion and blown them up in huge, put them onto canvas and, and they're hanging off the churches and on the lampposts all the way up through the town. And those photographs were taken by an Irishman called Phil Crean who lives here in the south of Tenerife and, and you know, his work is, is very much appreciated. So Aveke have brought him in over a few years to take top class photographs. So the, it is on the streets this week and it will be on your, your, your TV screens and your computer screens on Good Friday. So I urge you to click and even if it's just for 10 minutes and just have a look at how well it is done. Yeah, but another thing, I suppose that if you are here and out and about doing things this week, bear in mind it is Semana Santa so there will be some disruption even to the already disrupted yes. services because this is a major major week and, and we've extra religious relevance and yeah exactly and, and the religious relevance of it for for the religious has, has not just it's not reduced in the slightest no. if anything if anything it's increased it because they're feeling they have to protect it all the more yeah no. And there, there will be masses in it. I mean, again, I know about Adeche. There will be masses, confessions, uh, stations of the cross in all of the churches in the borough at different times. And all that information is on the Adeche Town Hall Facebook page and the blog as well, the official blog. Yes. Okay. So, so with that slightly religious word, um, maybe we wish everybody a safe and happy Easter. Regardless of your religion or your beliefs, I hope you enjoy the week and maybe take time to think about loved ones and, you know, find some inner peace. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not mentioning Eurovision because we can't do a show without mentioning Eurovision, but I am mentioning Eurovision because we can't do a show without mentioning You Eurovision. just mentioned Eurovision, Janet. I just, I don't know. <laughs> there are two... It, it just so ties in with what you just said. There are people out there for whom this is a meaningful week at the top end of meaningful. And these people have, some of them also lost people in the last year. It'll be even more meaningful. Yeah. And they are the sort of people who, for example, the Austrian entry in the Eurovision Song Contest, he's got a song called Amen. And he's lost two people, one of whom is his daughter. Wow. through COVID and there are people with heightened emotions for a whole range of reasons around right now so I think we all need we all need to pull back and wind our necks in sometimes anyway I think 
we need to give everybody a little bit of space right now yeah. because there are people out there struggling because Easter is curtailed and it's meaningful to them. They might have lost people and their emotions are going to be heightened. Yeah, because apart from anything else, it's a family time. And when Very you don't nice. have your family, like we experienced at Christmas. Um, exactly. When you don't have them yeah. near or even they, maybe they've gone forever. Um, yeah. First of all, our, our hearts go out to our condolences. Um, but as I say, hopefully you can find some time for yourself. And maybe maybe we can start to begin to look ahead. Yeah. And from, from my own part, I'm, I'm not in the least bit um, religious in a traditional sense, but I do think people make the spirituality they need. And that's where religion comes from. We are all the same in that sense. So as long as we can find our own real life meaning in weeks like this, that's what we have to do. We have to find our own meaning. Oh. And I hope everybody can have a peaceful and meaningful week, whatever place they're coming from on the religious spectrum. As do I. And, and next week, we will talk a lot more about the Eurovision. Amen. Okay, amen to that. Goodbye, Janet. Talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody.